pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 237. Today I'm going to chat with Stephanie Kropp from the Machine Gun Nest, discuss gun control that passed in the dark last night, highlight the new CZ Scorpion, and talk about the latest Twitter trolling of Elon Musk. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Ava. Of course. Just bear with me and listeners, bear with me. I got like next to no sleep last night because if you've listened to last week's show or the previous show, I got a puppy. I don't know what the hell I was thinking getting a puppy. I probably should have just like got like maybe a dog that was like two years old or something. No, I decided to get a puppy. And uh, I realized like one, I don't think I have what it takes to be a mom. Like I don't think I could have a baby. I'm already last night was like thinking, all right, maybe I could just get rid of this dog. Like maybe, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe, you know, <laughs> she's young. I'll find her a nice home. <laughs> it's so bad. But I went to bed around 11. She wakes up at 1.30 a.m., goes to the bathroom, wants to play. I'm just like, yeah, no, we're not playing. Get back in bed. And oh, she sleeps with me because if she's in the kennel, she just cries nonstop. Then at... <laughs> 3.30, she wakes up and she's like, I don't know, acts like she's going to throw up. So, of course, I freak out because I'm like, I don't want you to throw up in my bed. So I get up, put her on the hardwood floor, not the carpet because, you know, and all I've done is cleaned up after this dog. Like I've done more laundry, more carpet cleaning. I'm done. I'm over it. And then on top of that, then she runs underneath my bed and goes to the bathroom. And I'm like, cool. I, and I couldn't even grab her. I was like, no, don't do it. And she was just looking at me the whole time. And I'm like, oh, so then I grabbed her and I was like, that's it. You're going to your kennel. And then she cried the entire rest of the night. And I probably got, I'm not even kidding, maybe like two hours of sleep. So just bear with oh me. Goodness. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do. Honestly, <laughs> she's so cute, but the cuteness only lasts so long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what's funny about that? This is going to sound crazy, but in some regard, that's actually harder than a newborn because newborns can't run away. Right. And I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but some newborns, and I, I get it, you're pregnant, so I apologize in advance, but some newborns are like kind of ugly. <laughs> like they look like oh, little it's, aliens. It's, they come out all, yeah, they come out all squishy and looking like Benjamin Button, like old man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It is what it is. But yeah, I guess having a newborn would probably be easier because they can't run away and they mostly sleep. It's like, yeah, really, it's and like, like when they contained in a diaper and not like under a bed. Exactly. I know. And all I keep thinking <laughs> is like, cool. So I have like a, this heavy, heavy bed and my bedboard is probably, I'm not even kidding, probably nine feet tall and it's all like solid wood and my bed's like super high. And all I keep thinking is like, cool, I'm going to need help moving my bed just to clean this, like to move the mattress. And I'm like, seriously, dog, like you just did me the worst service ever. Oh, I hate it. Anyways, uh, but she's, so cute, she's cute, I guess. Yeah, she's cute. At least there's that. Awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, moving forward to Smith & Wesson. I have some really good news. Actually, so last night I had 
one of the girls from the marketing department, she was visiting in Denver. So she drove down Colorado Springs. I made her dinner, which is not usually common. I don't typically cook, but if I like you, I'll cook for you. So I cooked for her. It looked better than it tastes. <laughs> but anyways, she did tell me, and this is interesting. So the Shield Plus that's now chambered in 30 Super Carry they actually discovered that if they changed out the magazine, they redid the magazine and now it holds an extra round. So instead of now holding, yeah. So instead of holding an extra two rounds, it now holds an extra three rounds. So the extended mag will now hold 16 rounds, which is pretty incredible for that size. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, well, when was I going to hear about this? Like I'm I'm sponsored by Smith and Wesson and I'm just now getting the memo. (laughs) That was really cool. And then also on top of that, so if you guys decide to buy a Shield Plus, unfortunately, it's only chambered, I believe, in nine millimeter Uh, from March 11th to March 16th. You can get a $50 rebate on top of that. Just another incentive to maybe update your EDC gun. And you could check that out at smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so Stephanie, I'm really excited to have you on. I actually was telling my editor, I told you this before the show started, I was like, man, I'm really impressed by you. I'm really excited to talk to somebody who's just, I mean, you're extremely intelligent and you talk about politics, which a lot of people, even if you are extremely intelligent, typically steer away from politics because I feel like politics are made. It's almost like a legal contract. Like when I worked for the New York Yankees and I proofread legal documents and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I was convinced that they used certain verbiage that nobody talks like you don't talk like this in real life. But, you yeah. know, you use certain verbiage in the contracts just to confuse people to the point where they're like, all right, whatever, I'll sign it. I don't even care. Yeah, cool. So that they could put like little things in there without you even really knowing. And the same thing goes with politics. It's one of those things where you read it, you learn about it, and then you're like, how do I regurgitate this to sound interesting and also kind of dumb it down a little bit? Not that we're stupid, but to even explain it on, you know, like a basic level that makes sense. So I was really excited to have you on just in the fact that like, like I said, you're intelligent and you talk about politics. But before we get into everything else that you do, you are one of the co-founders of Machine Gun Nest. And again, before we talk about that, I just want to talk about like a little bit about your background and like how you got to this point. Sure. So um, I grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania, met my husband, uh, gosh, two weeks before freshman year of college even started. So we've been together since we were 18, essentially. Damn. And uh, my background is in uh, aviation and actually studying biblical studies and apologetics, which is the study of the defensive faith. And so uh, from there, we got married and we opened up a gym. And uh, my background for years was actually in the fitness industry and personal training. And I love I just love teaching people and I love teaching people things that are important to me. And so my father is a former army ranger, retired police officer, and now he's actually a clinical psychologist, which is kind of neat. And he's the one who initially ignited my passion for shooting. And I remember being so young and he would take me out, (laughs) out into the woods and shoot his Glock. And it was just the coolest thing. And I loved shooting BB guns. I loved it because it was spending, you know, meaningful time with my dad, but he really instilled in us the importance of the 
Second Amendment and why that's important. And so, especially as a woman, I, I feel like gun rights are women's rights. Mm-hmm. And then my husband, his grandfather, who he was really close with, um, was a, a former FBI agent with just the coolest stories. And he got him into shooting. And so we just started casually shooting together as a fun thing to do. But there wasn't really anything around where we are in Frederick, Maryland. And so we decided, let's just let's just open one up. You know, let's just we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to keep going until we make it happen. Damn, that's pretty crazy. And then that's when you opened up and it is called the Machine Gun Nest. Yep. It's called the Machine Gun Nest. And so we received some pushback initially, people feeling like that name was a little bit aggressive, but we really like it. Some friends helped us come up with that name. And uh, yeah, it's it's been really great. So in June of this year, on June 10th, it'll be our seven year anniversary of being open. Wow. Just kind of going back, like, what was that like to start a range? Because I've had a few people contact me and they're like, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, starting a public range. And I'm like, okay, first of all, Before you even, they're like, I just need to find land. It's not even just about that, but you need to find land that's zoned for that. And then you have to get it approved. And I would imagine, especially you being on the East Coast, it may or may not, depending on where you are, but it may even be a little bit more stricter than that than it would be here, like for me in Colorado. Yeah, you know, that was challenging. And we're... We're in Frederick, Maryland, which is kind of in the middle of Maryland. We're about 40 minutes from D.C. and we're also 40 minutes from Baltimore. And you just have people from all over every walk of life, which is something I appreciate about it here. But we did get a lot of pushback. For example, being the first range to open in Frederick, Maryland, the county zoning office didn't have any guidance or rules for us to even adhere to. And in our uh, naivety, we were like, oh, great, we're going to work together. This is going to be wonderful. But instead, we we learned the truth of working with bureaucracy, and it was just a challenge. And they said, well, we don't have any rules for you to abide by, so we're going to transpose what would be needed for a bowling alley to you guys. And we're like, just because a bowling alley has lanes and we have lanes does not mean this is the same thing. Right. And so we just Yeah, we had a lot of really strange things to work around uh, that made it challenging. And it took us a little bit, you know, it took us a while to open up, but we're really grateful to have finally made it to the other side of that. And I'm assuming that you have your class seven because it involves machine guns. Like, are you guys? Yes. Okay. And what was that like to get your class seven? Like, did you guys previously have an FFL license? We did. So what happened was uh, my husband and I were just selling guns out of our house. Well, we initially became collectors. Mm-hmm. It, well, actually, let me let me back this up all the way. So uh, as soon as we turned 21, we had been married a year at that point. And I said, oh, I'm going to get Rob a cool gift. I, I went down to this. Um, I'm not even going to name the shop here in our town. And I was treated like dirt. Mm-hmm. It was the typical, oh, sweetheart, you don't know what you want kind of thing. <laughs> Just a really negative experience. And so uh, we we continued to buy a few more firearms from that shop just because there really weren't that many places to go. And then they treated Rob like garbage too. And so (laughs) there was an episode of... uh, what's that show with Larry David, where Larry David gets mad and opens a spite store, essentially. And so that's kind of a big part of why the machine gun nest is open now. It's like, oh, well, you're going to treat us like a garbage. Well, we're going to open something different and it's going to be better. And nice. we're doing this partially out of spite. So there you go. I love and it. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And so we just became collectors after that. And then, you know, of course, wanting to be able to have the fun stuff like machine guns, you know, got our class seven and just kind of, and, and our, you know, FFL, we just went from there and it just grew. 
And then how, so I've been thinking about getting my class seven because, you know, it's um, April, which I don't know if it changes across the country, depending on state, but here in Colorado, April's when you renew and I have my SOT. And I was thinking every year around this time, I'm like, oh, should I just get my class seven? Cause I have my class three. And I'm like, yeah. And then I can make machine guns, but well, the, you can. the truth is though, is like, how do you even learn to make machine guns? Some guns are obviously easier than others. Yep. I mean, and it depends on what you're doing. You're not necessarily manufacturing from scratch, you know, yeah. with a CNC machine. It's the ability to convert something that is semi-automatic to full auto. You you are, you have a lot more flexibility to do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can build a team, you know, under your, uh, under your LLC, if you choose to go that route too. somebody skilled who can do those things. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So now the machine gun nest, so you said you guys are coming up on your seventh year anniversary. Yep. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And just tell me like what you guys offer. So we do have 12 lanes, 25 yards a piece. We're a full service shop. Uh, We'd move a lot of suppressors and a lot of NFA items, which is cool. But a big focus is on education. So we have a great in-house team of people where we focus on just reaching everybody. So our mission is to Uh, is to change people's perceptions of guns and gun owners one experience at a time. And so I'm really proud of what we've built and what our team has been able to accomplish by just every kind of person walks through this, walks through the doors of our facility. A lot of people come in and say, you know, I hate guns actually, but here I am buying one or, you know, I came here with a friend and my mind has been changed now. Now, now the way I vote is going to change as a result. And so though we are a shop and a range, our forefront, our, our front line is to change people's minds, to move the needle regarding the second amendment. So I feel like that's our greatest offering. Nice. I like it. And I also like that you're the co-founder because it gives it just a female touch. So it's not like your typical gun store that is run by guys that are like, okay, so uh, word on the street is uh, women now are the fastest growing, you know, entity of the gun industry and we need to figure out how to cater them. Uh, All right. What can we do? All right. We're going to add some pink holsters. We're going to, uh, you know. And so it is kind of nice that you already have that advantage. And I'm assuming, you know, you're behind the counter. And also, I'm sure that like after 2020, like I did, you probably saw a lot of people that were anti-gun that were coming in buying their first gun. And they would be pretty vocal about it. Like, yeah, I've always hated guns, but I guess I need one. And you're just like, all right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I kind of, I got to admit, I kind of lost my patience a little bit after 2020. (laughs) I ended up hiring an instructor to teach a lot of the classes. I'm like, I'm so burnt out because it was a lot of people that are just like, I don't really want to be here, but I guess I have to be here. And it was it was a little frustrating, but I also thought it was a good opportunity to, you know, show people that like, hey, gun owners aren't your typical like what the media likes to stereotype us as like we are feminine, educated. And I just I thought it was a good opportunity to like open up their eyes to the reality of the other side to show them that like, we're actually pretty good people and we're just here trying to enjoy our freedom and protect ourselves. Yeah. Well said. I agree completely. Like 2020 was wild and we had so many people come in saying, you know, I'm as deep blue as it gets, but here I am, you know, some things are kind of alarming. So we saw this huge surge in non-traditional gun buyers and gun owners come in and, and become gun owners. And it's, it's been amazing. And like you mentioned about the stereotype, I think a lot of people who aren't gun owners weren't raised around them think that we're a bunch of like, I don't know, 
toothless yes mulleted yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly and it's just not true every kind of person is interested in protecting themselves at the end of the day yeah you know yeah absolutely i am going to take a quick break real quick and talk about primary arms If you guys are looking for an affordable red dot for an AR or a PCC, definitely check out the SLX MD25 micro dot from Primary Arms. It's one of their new modern designs that optimizes the size of the internal. So it has the same fields of view as like a 30 millimeter red dot with the physical size of a 25 millimeter. So it's pretty small. I put one on my Uzi Pro, which was perfect for it and really like it. So depending on your setup, since they're optimized for size, you can also co-witness with a lot of iron sights, which is a huge plus in my opinion. Best of all, they're only $169.99. And right now you can get $25 bonus bucks with those as well. Great incentive. And then on top of that, if you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you buy. And that is at primaryarms.com. Let's talk about your social media a little bit. One thing, not just one thing. I mean, there's so many things that I actually just really like about you. But you post all these videos where you're educating the public on politics. What made you guys decide to do that? Well, as much as people seem to enjoy coming in and shooting, I mean, we see it all the time. I'm sure you see it too. Someone comes in, they're shooting a gun for the first time. And the moment they experience those first bits of success, you know, hitting the bullseye, they seem to really enjoy it. But to move the needle on a, on a larger scale, I feel like it just requires education. Like you mentioned before about law being kind of dry, Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like it's really important, though, to communicate what is happening and then how we can take actionable steps to combat that. And so a lot of my videos earlier were just kind of focused on gun reviews, which is still really important. And I love, oh, man, I love gun reviews. I love shooting a new gun and being able to talk about it. But then we started adding in a lot of the 2A stuff and people are really interested in it. And so our YouTube channel has been growing as a result. And same with our range and my personal Instagram accounts. So it's been it's been neat. It's showing that people do seem to be genuinely interested in learning what is happening. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is a lot of people don't take the time to really educate themselves on what's going on. I mean, unless like and I've used this example. So let's say, you know, you're in the technology industry and you're like, you to ask me, I'm not in the technology industry. And you're like, oh man, did you hear what's going on with Microsoft right now? And I'm like, uh, no. I mean, most of it doesn't make news, especially when it's about gun control. So it's not in mainstream media unless it's typically like the the laws that are getting passed. A lot of people aren't even aware of. I think it's important, you know, as somebody who's constantly watching it and knowing what's going on to relay that information to people that may not be aware of it. And I mean, most of these people aren't aware that like our rights are literally being taken right, like right from under us overnight without any of us even being able to vote on it. Yep. Or even Congress. And so our, our method has typically been, okay, let's dive into the bills, whether it's on a local state or federal level, we go through with our highlighters. We, um, we have uh, other lawyers that we can contact, you know, cause my background isn't in law. I'm just mm-hmm. a normal person. Yeah. And so we get advice and counsel about just to make sure that we are interpreting this correctly. Like what does this law mean and what will the consequences be? 
And then we kind of distill that down into points that make sense. Because we know most people don't care about the deep ins and outs of every single law, every single bill, but we want to make it understandable. And so there are so many great YouTube channels, like the Armed Scholar, like Firearms Policy Coalition, Gun Owners of America. They have a lot of really great lawyers who will go on and make a great video. But our focus is on how can we cast a more broad net so that the average person who wouldn't care otherwise can understand this. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that that's probably not easy because even in my political segment, just, you know, taking an article and then like dumbing it down. Sometimes when I'm reading this, I'm like, I don't even understand what's going on right now. And I'm supposed to be the one who's regurgitating the information to listeners. And so I'd imagine, you know, after you read this bill and you're like, okay, how do I put this more in like layman terms? And again, not to say that we're idiots. It's just, this is just how law works. I mean, with any, any law that's trying to pass, whether it involves guns or climate control or anything like that. I mean, it's just putting certain verbiage that isn't really typically used from every day. And it's just, it can be kind of confusing. Yep. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. Exactly. And it's meant to be ambiguous because the people who typically write these bills are completely unaware of what they're even writing. Mm -hmm. And so the danger of most of these laws lies in their ambiguity. And so it's not like, okay, X, you know, we have a formula here of A plus B equals C. It's typically like this convoluted pathway of what these bills could potentially allow or in what is unsaid and unaddressed leads to tyranny. And then typically it does. And so I think that, you know, part of me, I don't know if it's done maliciously or if it's just complete incompetence. And I do think that it's a combination of both sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think we see a lot of lawmakers just want to have something on their resume saying that they did something for gun control and check that box, but they don't realize that what they did was just essentially take a wrecking ball to our rights and slam it through. And they invariably end up hurting the very people they want to try to protect. Yeah, absolutely. The machine gun nest is located in Frederick, Maryland, correct? Yes. What is, out of curiosity, like, what is the political climate there? I know, you know, I said before I have my FFL and for a while, like when I was like looking at guns, when I was selling them, I don't sell them anymore, but there was, so Marilyn, is it true that most of these pistols have like a 20 pound trigger? Oh, no. Uh, thankfully in Maryland, I mean, Maryland is pretty restrictive. It's one of the most restrictive states, but we do have essentially, which is like, a, it's like an approved list of handguns. It's like the approved Maryland handgun roster. Uh -huh. And most most things that manufacturers make end up approved, which is good. We're not like California or anything like that. Our restrictions are more so in uh, long guns. So any AR or AR type firearm has to be what's called H-bar or heavy barrel. Now, what's funny is that this is just the most left thing on planet earth, right? They imposed a restriction, but that the restriction isn't defined. So a manufacturer can essentially create an AR. It be identical to what they would sell in another state, but if they just write H bar on the invoice, oh, okay, that's legal. There's So they require this heavy barrel, but they don't define at all what a heavy barrel even means. Wow. So a manufacturer could, could stamp that on the side of the barrel, or they could just not stamp it on the side of the barrel and put it in the product description somewhere and just say, oh, this is a Maryland compliant, you know, this is an H bar, this is okay. I mean, isn't that wild? Yeah, no, it is. And But it's at the same time, I'm not even, 
I'm not even phased by it. <laughs> it's yeah. wild, but I'm like, yep. yeah, not surprised. But why am I thinking that for some reason? So Marilyn's guns, though, they're handguns. And I just remember it was always like on the back of the box. It was, okay, this one is legal in Maryland. Oh, yeah. I mean, we see that a lot with like California compliant. They have more restrictions, yeah. but that just means that it's on our roster. Gotcha. Okay. So there aren't necessarily specific qualifications that would disqualify something from being on the roster. It's, it seems to be taken just like on a case by case basis. But yeah, that just all that means is that it's on the approved roster. Interesting. Yeah. For some reason, I thought the triggers had to be much heavier. And I guess not. And I'm I'm actually like Googling it right now. And I'm like, huh, I haven't found anything. I'm like, Google, Maryland trigger, 20 pound. (laughs) Nothing's coming up. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then that's good to know. Because I was like, man, 20 pounds, like their triggers have to be so much heavier. Like that sucks. Because even as it is, like I hate personally, I hate shooting double action only pistols for that reason. Because the trigger is just, you know, atrocious. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. No kidding. But Maryland is really restrictive as far as the process to get a handgun. Most people, even in the state of Maryland, aren't aware of what's required. You have to get what's called the handgun qualification license. Uh And so that's a course. It involves, you know, class time. It involves range time. It involves getting your fingerprints, background check, of course. And then you're allowed to purchase your handgun. And then you have a mandatory seven-day wait period before you're allowed to come pick that up. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. So I'd imagine. So by the time you're able to take the class... And figure the class has to work with your schedule. So you're probably at least a week, two weeks out and then add another week by the time you're able to have your gun. And all I keep thinking is, what if let's say you broke up with a guy who was abusive and you finally got out of that relationship and you're like, all right, I need something to protect myself. You're pretty much, excuse my language, but shit out of luck. Yeah. Yeah, you are. That's exactly right. Wow. That's exactly right. Isn't that terrible? I mean, it's just such an infringement. And my thing is, imagine if that applied to any any other right in the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's psychotic. Yeah, that's actually a really excellent point. Wow. I'm like, I'm blown away. It's crazy how some of these states and then what I also don't understand is just how they're able to pass this from a state level, but basically it overrides like the national law. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nuts. And I feel like right now we're seeing this kind of push and pull between what's happening on a federal level versus a state level, local level. We do have, you know, sanctuary counties and then you have some sanctuary states. And then it seems to be this push and pull between who has the authority over everything. Mm -hmm. And we see that played out even in like the cannabis industry. Right. Like we see that, you know, many states have legalized it, but on a federal level, it's still prohibited and still considered this like, you know, deadly narcotic. And so it prevents a lot of people from getting a concealed carry permit or even purchasing a gun. Mm -hmm. Recently in Maryland, that was just that was just changed. But previously, if you had a uh, medical marijuana card, that would exclude you from being able to purchase a gun. Yeah, that's how it was. Well, actually, it didn't exclude you from purchasing a gun. Um, it does have that question where it's like, are you an unlawful user, blah, blah, blah. And it does oh, specifically, yeah, and it, do, it does specifically specify marijuana. But you couldn't get a concealed carry permit if you had your red card, which was your like medicinal card for marijuana. Wow. But there was a loophole because you would let your red card expire, apply for your concealed carry permit, get approved and then apply for your red card again. 
Oh, I see. That's you know, good. I know. Well, just like with any law, there's they just they don't really work. Yeah, yeah. But but also you kind of brought up a point with marijuana because it's not legal at a federal level, but locally it is. It sort of contradicts how, you know, locally they can impose these gun bans or certain, you know, certain laws around it, but from a federal or constitutional level, that doesn't supersede the local law. Yeah. Like I mean, marijuana, you know what I mean? Like not to yeah, add confusion, exactly. but it's like, talk about like picking and choosing like what works for you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. It's ridiculous. Exactly. What about you yeah, guys also but- have like a quote unquote, like assault weapons band, right? I mean, they call it that, but uh, it that just kind of applies to like, okay, to be permitted, it has to be a heavy barrel. But then they say you can't have two out of these three, you know, these three things that make it a horrible felonist, you know, danger machine. Yeah. So if you had a, a collapsible stock and then like a vertical foregrip on the front and then a flash hider, that suddenly makes it a, a scary, dangerous machine gun that would incite a desire to go murder lots of innocent people isn't that just no it is because you look at these accessories and you're like what about this little accessory the vertical foregrip what about this little thing makes you shoot what like suddenly (laughs) makes you like from a lawful gun user to now suddenly a quote-unquote killer you know what i mean like yep it's so ridiculous yeah But, you know, it's the power of imagery and the power of marketing and psychology. And so as much as these things anger me, my thought is, okay, how can I take their methods and then apply it to our camp to fight back, right? Like, it's really easy to show somebody who knows nothing about guns, who thinks that AR stands for assault rifle, Mm -hmm. and show them this, like, totally Gucci'd out rifle and say, see, this is a terrifying weapon of war. So I like to take those images and straight up go talk to strangers on the street and say, which one of these is more safe, right? And I show them a semi-automatic wooden hunting rifle. Mm -hmm. And then I show them, you know, the black plastic AR-15 that has, you know, a flashlight on it you know, all the optics and then like a vertical foregrip. And they're like, oh, this one's scary. And then I tell them, you know, these are functionally identical. They are literally functionally identical. The only difference is this person likes to have their hand held vertically out of comfort. And this person likes to have their hand horizontally on the barrel. And that's, that's literally it. And people are always like, oh, I I had no idea. You know, it's totally true. I mean, same thing goes for, like, I've talked to people before, there was this lady, I've talked about this on previous shows, how I sat next to this lady on a plane and she was like, yeah, I mean, I like guns, but you know, I just think, you know, the assault rifles, like they just, they need to be banned. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like an assault rifle? And she couldn't even elaborate. And then she's like, yeah, yeah. I really like to go hunting. And I was like, nothing for nothing, but like your hunting rifles, most of your hunting rifles will do probably more damage than your typical AR, like chambered in two, two, three, five, five, six. <laughs> Exactly. When I show people how, well, the one problem is most people think that the case containing the propellant is the bullet itself. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they falsely think that the entire thing is the bullet. But when I say, you know, this is just the propellant and then the shell is actually ejected, the actual bullet itself is pretty tiny and pretty ineffective if you were hunting, you know, some larger game. I'm like your regular 30-06 or any larger hunting round, that is significantly more powerful than the 223 coming out of my scary looking AR. Yeah, exactly. I know. I just wish we could like have this conversation with all people. Like, so that's the thing is I think everybody, I don't really want to change minds per se. Like I 
when I was with Turning Point USA before they dropped me, which I don't know if I've even talked about on air, but it was funny. They dropped me because I didn't go to their stupid parties that were clearly like tax write-offs. But I did oh tell God. them that I wanted to go to local colleges and speak, train, you know, young adults locally on gun safety. And they like didn't hit me up for any of that. Like I felt like they didn't utilize my skills whatsoever. They just wanted me to go to these stupid parties that had me share a hotel as a grown adult with another person that I didn't know. And these wow. events were like four days long. And I'm like, I'm not taking off work for four days. So I could share a hotel with somebody, get a $250 yeah. airfare stipend, which may or may not cover all of my airfare, and then pay for everything else. And yeah, only, no only to talk to like-minded people. I'm like, I need to change minds or have these conversations that at least give people the ability to see the other side. And that's, you know, especially at a college level where college kids, they're young adults, they're formulating their thoughts, they're away from their parents, they, you know, I feel like that's where they kind of start to find themselves a little bit and like become themselves. And so with college professors, I mean, I went to school in New York City, like, yeah, they're going to shove gun control and more of like the left side down your throat and without letting you see the other side and kind of giving you that option to choose for yourself. And that's sort of what I wanted is just to go there and like, you know, educate college kids to see like the other side and then let them choose for themselves. But, you know, Turning Point USA didn't see it like that. So they kicked me out. <laughs> Which well, whatever. Wow, that's so, you know, that's really unfortunate that they did that because uh, you're very well spoken. You're a great shot and you understand what's going on in the gun world. I think they uh, really dropped the ball on a good opportunity to accomplish what their mission is. Mm -hmm. You know, that's unfortunate to hear. Honestly, I'm at this point now where I think that a lot of organizations, unfortunately, get to a certain point where I don't even know how much they care about the change so much as the donations, because the minute change happens, yep. the donations stop. Oh, which is yep, unfortunate. Exactly right. And then it's like, yep. so what are we doing? Like, this is why we need to take action. We can't even rely on these organizations to do it for us because a lot of them, you know, yeah, sure. Maybe they kind of like pick and choose what lawsuits or, you know, they pick up or something like that. But it's debatable as to like how much they really play a role in, you know, trying to preserve our rights. Like, it's just frustrating. Yep. Yeah, um, no, you're exactly right. It becomes this like self-feeding cycle of, you know, if you do accomplish your mission one day or, uh, you know, start to make a difference to where you don't need to exist as much, are you willing to forego, mm -hmm. are you willing to forego all the money that's been coming in? Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm going to take another quick break, talk about IWI. Do you have any experience with any IWI products? Oh, we, yeah, we, we see a ton of transfers coming in all the time. Nice. I don't know. It's like weird because IWI, like they make some awesome guns, but for whatever reason, I mean, they're known for like the Tavor, like that's pretty popular. A lot of people yeah. want to get their hands yeah. on that. The Masada is like, in my opinion, one of the most like underrated guns out there that people, unless you like really get your hands on it, you really have no idea like how great quality it is. And yep. the price, you can't beat the price. It's optic ready. The Galil, I'm really excited that the weather's finally starting to improve. I'm actually, I think I'm like 
messed up in the head because here I am complaining like, oh, I'm so sleep deprived. But as soon as daylight savings comes, I actually don't care. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with losing an hour because it sort of makes me think like, okay, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Spring is ahead. We're going to have nice weather and I'm going to be able to shoot outdoors on the range because my ass is not shooting in the cold. (laughs) So I actually don't mind it. But now with like warmer weather ahead, I'm actually looking forward to shooting my Galil Ace. I have the Gen 2 pistol version. And yeah, and it's just I don't know. It's just such a nice like refined. It's almost like almost like an AK, but it's just so much more refined and accurate, if that makes sense. It, yeah, totally. it, it includes the free flow M-Lock rail for accessories, the SBA3 brace, although I might change out the brace. And I got mine in 762 by 39. It's available in 54 by 39 as well as 556, both available in pistol and rifle. They just make some really great stuff. They're definitely check out their stuff at IWI.us. Also, if you find anything in the accessory section, don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's all one word for 15% off. Stephanie, what cases lately are you working on as far as educating the public about? Uh, So some of the some on the absolute forefront are the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case that's in this uh, Supreme Court. That's New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. And so that is mainly dealing with may issue or shall issue um, concealed carry schemes. And Mm -hmm. so. As you know, Maryland, like New York, is a may issue state versus shall issue. And all that means is, you know, for our listeners out there, that just simply means that you have to provide what the state deems a good and substantial reason for you to be able to protect yourself. And so we've heard the opening statements so far. That was last year at the end of last year where they did that. And surprisingly, a lot of even the more left-leaning justices were asking really great questions about that. And so when we see a Supreme Court case, you know, it starts to come up. We have all these places file what's called an amicus brief. And so that's basically a brief written to inform the justices on what is going on, what are the details of this case, because a lot of the justices aren't shooters themselves. And so they rely on these briefs to learn about, you know, okay, I'm going to read all these briefs and then be able to ask good questions, you know, at the opening statements. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them realized, oh crap, you know, if a woman, for example, is walking home from her job and it's midnight, let's say she's cleaning offices or doing something like that and has to go to the bus stop and she's walking through a rough neighborhood, wow, the current law would actually prohibit her from being able to carry. And so I'm really keeping an eye on this. We're going to hear something about it this year, you know, the final ruling. But if the May issue paradigm is officially abolished in New York, that would set an amazing precedent for people like us here in Maryland, because that would then remove the good and substantial reason. Another thing we're really paying attention to is just everything that the ATF is doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're essentially trying to rule by executive fiat. You know, their jam is to totally just change rules that criminalize law-abiding citizens overnight. And so a lot of people, this is a hard one because a lot of people seem, they, they seem like they don't care, but it actually does affect them. Like, for example, what's going on with solvent traps. A lot of people buy a solvent trap and then legally convert that into a suppressor. But so many people think, oh, you know, but I, that, I don't care about doing that. I'm not that much of a hobbyist. But it's like, ah, oh, but you need to care because they're calling something mm-hmm. a suppressor when it isn't, you know. So this is actually a terrifying precedent. 
Yeah. And so watching those things. And then we see, like we've mentioned before about that tension between federal, you know, state and local levels, we have been seeing a new method employed by the left, which is getting rid of state preemption, which is basically saying, okay, if a state or local level has a law and it contradicts a federal law, it's going to supersede to the higher law. And so we've seen a lot of states and counties enact more gun control in that way, even though it's unconstitutional and they're they're trying to get away with it going that route. So a lot is happening in the 2A world. A ton is happening in the gun control front. And then as I'm sure you've seen that $1.5 trillion omnibus, you know, package that just passed with gun control snuck into there too. Mm-hmm. It's just man, it's like whack-a-mole. You you think you're making progress on one front and another thing happens somewhere else. But I do believe, I I am more optimistic by nature. So I do believe that uh, our gun rights, you know, they will prevail, but it's not going to be without work. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that bill here shortly. But can I just say, as you were talking, I was just like, man, I am just so impressed by you. Like, (laughs) you are just so, you honestly, you're so like well-spoken, knowledgeable, like, just uh honestly you're just like making me proud and i'm i'm so glad that you're like representing women in the firearms industry like oh no i i appreciate that so much no and you know what Uh, part of the reason why i'm so thankful to be on your show is because i feel the same way about you i know we were chatting previously about how women are you know we are one of the fastest growing demographics to be represented in the gun world but what i really appreciate about you is that you are knowledgeable you're an awesome instructor that you've taken the time you've put in the work to become a really great shot and therefore a great instructor and great instructors aren't just people who can shoot well you have to be able to shoot well and communicate well and you do it while being a classy woman in the space as well so i've just i appreciate that you invited me to be on this show. And I think that the more people that listen to this podcast and listen to you are going to feel compelled to say, you know what, I don't need to show my wares necessarily to get far in this industry, but I am capable and I can learn and become a leader in this space. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we were talking about is I was like, you know, I hate, it's like weird because it's like the whole gun bunny thing is coming back. And I just kind of cringe because if nothing else, I just feel bad for a lot of these women that They feel like they have nothing else to offer except for their looks like, well, you know, I have a really nice body and it's like, cool, you know, it's it's not easy to have a nice body. Like I as somebody who works out and has been really fit and then a little kind of overweight, I know like it it takes work and I appreciate that. But I feel like a lot of people just lean on that and then they don't feel like they have to work hard at sounding educated or educating themselves or just even expressing themselves like they're just a pretty face. And it's sad that even now we're in 2022 and we're still having this conversation. And I don't know, I just feel I'm just like, oh, please, like at the end of the day, like a lot of these women that are gaining followers based on their appearance, like you're just kind of doing a disservice for women. It's not like yeah. I'm trying to get more women involved and, you know, more shooters, the better, more people to understand our rights, the better, because I truly believe at the end of the day, it, it's going to be the women that if there is going to be change, if there is going to be, you know, less gun control, I think that it's going to be the women that are going to change minds. It's not going to be, you know, and I hate to say it, I feel bad because the old gray haired, you know, white male in the gun industry is getting such yeah. a bad rap because of the NRA. 
But I don't think it's going to be them. I think it's going to be females that are ultimately going to make a change. And so we need to do as much as possible to get more women on board, educate women so that they have something worth saying and talking about and have these conversations when you're on the plane with some stranger or standing in line or, you know, you're at the range and you welcome another female to just try out your gun or just something simple. Yeah. So that's why it's like, it's just so nice when you meet another woman that has the same goals as you. And unfortunately, it's just, it's not as common. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head, like so well said there. I think a lot of ladies fall into, you know, there are a couple buckets that, that a lot of women are falling into one. It's like, you know, if you like a pink gun, that's totally cool, but you have these ladies because so much marketing is that's the direction they're going. They're like, Oh, here's a pink gun. Here's a pink rifle. And that's cool. But it's like, you're reducing it in and trying to funnel women into this like preconceived category, or you have the gun bunnies, you know, it's like, okay, you don't have to show, you know, side boob every time you need validation. Like Mm -hmm. your beauty is an amazing gift. And I'm not saying to hide your beauty, but what you have to say is more important and the skills and just allowing somebody to follow your journey as you develop into a a, a more competent shooter. That's something worth following. And you have a sphere of influence. Even if you feel like it's small, you have the power to change minds and it doesn't have to be through revealing your body, you know? Absolutely. Also, I was looking through your Instagram and it's funny because when I reached out to you and you're like, yeah, I'm super pregnant, ready to pop any day. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you were pregnant, but I guess you don't show your belly in any of these videos. (laughs) But I was like looking at you, I guess, previously before you're pregnant. And I'm like, damn, I mean, you are, you're definitely like, you're a little hottie, not pre-pregnant, but you're like, you know, I was like looking at all these pictures and you are definitely like the entire package, which is also nice because people also are just like, oh, well, most of the people, you know, uh, hating on the gun bunnies, it's because they're like ugly. They don't have what it takes, you know, and you're also really into fitness, too. So it's not like you don't have a nice body. And yeah, so I don't know. It's just it's just appreciated because you're like also the entire package. And you, like me, have chose not to just like, you know, get a bunch of attention by showing a bunch of cleavage and stuff like that. Well, I'll let you in on my secret. My secret is this. (laughs) You got to keep your standards so low that when you merely brush your hair, people are like, wow, you look so great. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You're talking to somebody who hasn't worn makeup in I don't even know how long. I didn't even wear makeup for my guest (laughs) yesterday. I told my friend, she's a girl, who, you know, came over from Smith & Wesson. I was like, yo, so just heads up may not be what you're used to seeing, but like this girl is not wearing makeup today. Cause I don't, I hate wearing makeup unless I like have to. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be filming. Otherwise I just look like death. Like people are like, are you, are you not feeling well? And I'm like, I actually feel really good. I'm refreshed, but because you don't have makeup on and blush, you just look like some like, you know, and I'm pretty pale too. So it just, it just doesn't help with my complexion. So it's like in everyone's best interest. <laughs> That's so funny. No, that's totally me. Oh, especially like waiting for this baby to pop out. I told everybody around me, I'm like, don't invite me to anything that requires wearing real clothes. Right. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, you're on baby number four. And I'm like, how do you still look this amazing? Oh, you know, like with having a background in the fitness industry, I literally just this sounds terrible, but I'm like, I am gonna deny myself nothing. I'm gonna eat all the things and just gain weight and enjoy being pregnant 
in that regard. Cause I, I typically, I don't enjoy pregnancy in general. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to get fat because I know that afterwards I'm going to lose all the weight anyway and enjoy the best of both worlds there. So <laughs> since that's the only pleasure I derive from right? being pregnant. I was just going to say that. I was like, I'd be the same way. Like, well, cool. I, I feel super uncomfortable. And, and I, I don't understand some of the women who are like, I just love being pregnant. Like it's really cool. Oh. Like what our bodies are capable of doing and stuff. But I would just feel like I'm taking one for the team. Like, all right, we're going to have a baby. I guess, you know, I'll carry this baby in my body for nine months. But like, I would imagine it's like the most uncomfortable thing ever. So yeah, I'd be like you where I'm like, well, I'm not going to like suffer even more by trying to watch what I eat. Like, I'm just going to live my life and have, you know, (laughs) once you have the baby, are you just like, all right, hit it hard. No carbs, no sugar. We're going to the gym. Let's go. So I made a home gym, which was like essential. I'm all about how can I set my life up for success, mm-hmm. you know, especially with three kids now and about to have a fourth. And so I'm like, okay, if I can cut out drive time, you know, dropping kids off at whatever like kid yeah. area in the gym, I can smash out a really good 45 minute workout at home. And I have like an awesome bench. I have dumbbells. I have all the things. And so my favorite method has always just been like counting macros because I like the flexibility of that. Mm -hmm. But I know that that can be more work because then you have, of course, have to like weigh and measure everything that you're consuming. But I like the flexibility that that offers. And then uh, breastfeeding on top of that burns five to 600 calories a day. And so I'm like, damn, definitely doing that. Yeah, no (laughs) kidding. Wow. I didn't know that. That's actually who needs a treadmill when you could just breastfeed. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I actually was uh, prepping for a uh, uh, bikini competition after my first was born, and I just counted my macros. And, you know, I was able to keep my workouts pretty short and then get back into shape pretty quickly after that. Nice. Good for you. Okay, so changing it up a little bit. So machine gun nest. So if anyone is in Maryland, or you also said that you're close to DC as well as Baltimore. So if anybody wants to take the drive or they're visiting, Where, again, are you guys located? What's your website? Where can they follow the company on Instagram as well as your Instagram and YouTube channel and all that stuff? Sure. Uh, So we are located right in Frederick, Maryland. That's kind of central Maryland. Uh, We're off of a lot of main interstate highways, and we have people come from hours away to come shoot. We have machine guns and people like to have that like Vegas experience, but here on the East coast. And that's something that we do a really great job of. Uh, you can visit us online at www.themachinegunnest.com. That's themachinegunnest.com. We are on YouTube. We have a really awesome growing YouTube channel and our handle there is at the machine gun nest. We have articles that come out pretty often on zerohedge.com. So you can see our articles on there. You can follow us on Instagram at, at the machine gun nest. And then you can follow me personally at, at machine gun underscore Steph. Okay. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Moving forward with the rest of the shows called well. With the weather improving, you guys might want to add some steel to your range because shooting outdoors, especially at steel, is just so much fun. They have, like, in my opinion, the most affordable targets around, and they've added some new versions. So you can get the AR-500 targets in a bunch of sizes and shapes, 5-inch plates as low as $19.99, 8-inch ones for $37.99, all the way up to IPSC targets for $209.99. They also have the new 33% IPSC for $43.99 and the 13-inch 
Octagon for $99.99. Man, so many 99s. Um, best of all though, now the coupon code is not just a one-time use. You can use it multiple times and get 10% off. And that code is gunfunny10, all one word. And that is at caldwellshooting.com. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, as you kind of touched upon, so gun control passed in the dark. Multiple anti-gun bills were tacked onto the massive $1.5 trillion spending bill that was passed late in the night with bipartisan support. In typical fashion, the bill was so massive there was no time to read the 2,700 pages attached to it, and yet lawmakers from both sides voted on it, including Republicans. The bill includes $3.2 billion for climate change investments, $13.6 billion in emergency funding for Ukraine, a 2.7% salary increase for military troops and a massive amount of other things, including gun control. First among them, the Violence Against Women Act was reauthorized and funded for $575 million. While the act on the surface may sound good, anti-gun provisions, including red flag laws, were added to the last version of it to be debated. And many of the Republicans who voted for it had previously vowed that they would never vote for it with the gun control provisions included. But... I guess those assurances are meaningless when it comes to spending bills. Also included in the spending bill is the NICS Denial Notification Act. So I've talked about this before, stating that the vast majority of NICS denials should actually be approved. This act would require criminal investigation of all denials with the NICS system. The FBI has already faced lawsuits over willfully failing to process NICS denial appeals And with the added requirement of now having to add the criminal investigation for every case, the increase in casework alone would prevent any kind of timely appeal. For example, nine out of 10 NICS denials were actually false positives. And in recent years, there's been 2 million denials a year. So every single one of those denials would now require a criminal investigation where you're basically considered guilty until proven innocent. Another very troubling provision included in an act to empower the ATF to deputize local law enforcement. This provision is a direct attack on the states that have passed Second Amendment provision acts to block unjustly passed new gun control. It allows the ATF to directly deputize local law enforcement and bypass the provisions blocking local departments from working with the ATF on federal gun control cases by making them agents of the ATF directly. There's also funding for gun violence research and other gun control measures, including in this. So if you looked at it, it's, you know, Stephanie, you mentioned it's 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 crazy how they can tack these things on to things that have nothing to do with the actual bill, the intended bill. You know, like this is initially just a spending bill. And then they put in these little, you know, and it's like, if that's not criminal, I don't know what is like, that's just it's sleazy. It is so sleazy. And, you know, it's an extra slap in the face that 18 Republican senators just oh. went along with this. Some of them I'm not too surprised by, but some I I, I was kind of surprised by. And I'm like, you either are neglecting to do your duty, which mm-hmm. is to read the bill at very minimum before passing something, yeah. or you're just, uh, you're just a piece of trash, you yeah. know? And I think that I think that a lot of them are both. I like how you brought up the Nick's denial system. And that's a terrifying thing. Some people, uh, we've had some trolls even on our YouTube say, oh, what's wrong with that? And it's like, 
most of these are false. Just like you said, yeah. about nine out of 10 NICS denials are false positives. If you have a common name like John Smith, you're basically screwed. Exactly. Because they're going to be overwhelmed. They're not going to be able to repeal that in any timely manner. And then they're going to launch a criminal investigation into you on top of it. Imagine going to buy a gun, which is your God-given right, and then you're also applying for a new job at the same time and having to fill out on your application that you're currently under criminal investigation because you went to go buy a gun and so-and-so has a similar name to you. I, I mean, even, it's, it's insane. I actually didn't even think about that, how it also affects other things. Like yeah. if you were getting I mean, a job. Yeah. Like who wants to undergo a criminal investigation? Somebody commented and said, well, wouldn't this be an, a, a good tool to fix their database? And I'm like, no, this is oh a my horrible God. tool <laughs> to fix their database. What kind of clown world are you living in? that you think it's okay to basically accuse somebody of something criminal just so that you can take your sweet old time to fix your database. Yes, I mean, it's, exactly. it's wild. And that's the problem with these laws is they sugarcoat it to look like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, it's actually helping society. We're getting more criminals off the street. You know, they're not able to get, you know, guns in their hands. And it's like, you're literally like targeting the wrong people. Like this isn't really yeah. affecting the criminals. I mean, nine out of yep. 10, 90% of people have a false positive. That's like your typical COVID test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, exactly. Yeah, I know. But it That's is frustrating funny. also because like, unless you really follow this to the average person, you're like, well, what's so bad with that? Like, yeah, I mean, if you don't pass a background check, you should be under a criminal investigation. Like, it just sounds great in theory. And yep. it's not. Nope, it, Exactly. So People really, can only see they handle like overly reduced things. And it's like, this is a big deal. Mm -hmm, exactly. Basically what I would do. So all like, unfortunately, this is signed into law already by Biden, but I would check the link in the show notes that I provided. If your rep is one of the ones that voted, like you said, you said it was 18 Republicans, right? Yep. Yeah. So I would look at this and make sure to write them and express your dissatisfaction in their betrayal of your rights. Oh. I mean, at the very least, I feel like that's what we could do. Yeah, I mean, and that is something, and, and it, we have to do those things. I heard somebody once say that to a lawmaker, every phone call typically represents 10 angry people. And so it's always helpful to just straight up, like, ring, ring their phones off mm -hmm. the hook. Yeah. Like, like crazy. Make an appointment if you can and go visit their office. You know, reach out, send an email, do something. Exactly. Another thing that they, you know, like you mentioned with that uh, Violence Against Women's Act, they give them these like sweet, clever titles that make you think, well, how can I be uh -huh. against violence against women? You know, I don't support violence against women. But actually, a lot of independent women's groups are not happy with this because they say, you know what? You're not actually doing anything for women. You're just pushing forth a, a an agenda and it's and it's terrible mm -hmm. and, and it's going to essentially fund uh, gun control groups, yeah. which hurt women. Exactly. When you can't when, when women can't protect themselves. You're hurting women. That's actually a really good point is that they title this just to make it once again sound like they are helping women and it's not. And you're absolutely right. Yep. It's if anything, it's just it's deterring more days. women. Yeah, I know. All right, moving forward, Manicore Arms. A 
if you've got the Steyr Aug A3M1, check out the new Aug Cantilever. I can never say that. Cantilever, Cantilever, forend from Manicore Arms. So it's a total game changer for the Aug, giving it a plethora of mounting options. The top rail is 37 slots long with the M-Lock forend. It gives the Aug a much more modern look. The forend has M-Lock slots on seven sides so that you can mount accessories wherever you want and allows access for adjustments of the gas system or is easily removed for cleaning. It also comes with a side rail on the cantilever, so there's more mounting options than you could possibly use. Uh, definitely check them out, manorquorums.com. Remember to use the code AVAROCKS15, that's all one word, and that is going to get you 15% off. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is, how is the new puppy doing? Well, I know I started the show off on a rant uh, about my puppy. So yeah, that should basically tell you how it's going. I don't know. I've been watching some YouTube videos on how to potty train your puppy. And I mean, I say potty train, but you guys get it. I'm not actually trying to get her to use the toilet, but it's so frustrating. It's like, why, why? And it just kind of makes me miss tickles, you know, because I'm like, Ugh, why did I have to lose tickles? Like tickles was perfect. She was potty trained. And it's just so hard to like take a puppy and sort of mold it. into like what you want, you know, I don't know. And also she, do you have any dogs, Stephanie? I actually, I did for a while. We had a Belgian Malinois. Okay. Have you ever had a puppy? Yes. There's so much work. I know. <laughs> there's so much. I, I honestly, I'm like, I would have been, I would have been better off just probably getting knocked up. Honestly, that's what I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a know, proper like, suitor. Learns how to go to the bathroom on their own. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's just, yeah. Usually like when you put the dog, like let's say in the kennel or for a while, I was just like putting her in my downstairs bathroom because I didn't have the kennel yet. And I was just like, okay, yeah, she's crying. Eventually she's going to settle down. She's going to fall asleep. Oh no, <laughs> she does not fall asleep. <laughs> the other day I ran errands for like an hour and a half and I have a camera in my living room. So I'd like, you know, turn the camera on and see like if she was still crying, she was still crying. I'm like, how are you crying straight for an hour and a half? And I felt really bad. So yesterday I got my hair done and I asked my hairstylist, I was like, so weird request, but can I bring my dog? And she'll just sit on my lap the whole time. And she's like, yeah, definitely bring her. And she was really good. Like, so if she's sitting on my lap, she's totally fine, super content. But the thing is, is I can't hold her or have her on my lap 24 seven. Like I am very busy. And I can't just keep running around my house cleaning up after her either. And you can only like shampoo your carpet so many times where you're like, all right, like, I don't even know what to do. If you guys have any tips, uh, definitely let me know. My sanity seriously depends on it. It was it was cute for a little while. Okay, I went a few days without sleep. We're going on a week now. I need sleep. I'm about to give the puppy up for adoption. I don't even care. Like, I'm just like, yeah, nice knowing you. It's been a good week, but I think you deserve to go to a better home. <laughs> oh, know. man. If you're looking for tips, legit. Uh, you know, I feel like just like within the gun world, in the dog world, there are a lot of people who mean well, but offer really bad advice. Yes. I discovered this guy 
this trainer. He does like virtual training. I think he's based out of Florida named KD Matthews. Oh man. He has really great YouTube videos where he just, he just doesn't give a single crap about anybody's feelings and Uh he'll tell you how it is with your dog. But I so appreciate his approach. And I learned so much from him and just watching his videos. He has like an ebook and stuff too. He is the man. He is like the best place to go for learning how to like, okay, I have a puppy. What do I do with it now? Huh. Okay. I'm going to check that out because one YouTube video I watched, this lady was like tweaked out and she's like, okay, so here's what you got to do. So you put it in your kennel, but then you have to wake it up every hour to two hours in the middle of the night. And then, and I was like, lady, as it is, like I'm waking up that, you know, but like we're yeah. trying to potty train it so that I don't have to wake up a million times in the exactly. middle of the night. And I'm like, and the way she was talking, I'm like, what, like, did you smoke a bunch of meth before you recorded this? Because I'm like getting anxiety watching you and listening to you talk about this. (laughs) It's horrible. But then I was like, maybe, maybe this is what you have to do when you're a puppy owner. You just have to smoke meth because you don't get any sleep. (laughs) That's that's, the secret. That's helpful. I I do. I need somebody who's like direct, who's going to be like, tell me how it is. I've decided maybe I'm babying her too much. And now it's like, I'm going to hit it hard. Otherwise, otherwise this dog's got to go. I'm sorry, but it's, it's affecting my life. This guy guy sugarcoats literally nothing and does not care about your feelings, but it's a great thing. No, I need that. (laughs) I actually, you know, spending a lot of time on the East coast. I appreciate that. Like I appreciate that more being direct than like sugarcoating. So I oh, think yeah. I'm going to look this guy up. And I'll tell you what, you talk to this guy, you'll be a, you'll be a great dog owner <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> All right. You hear that peaches as peaches is sitting on my lap right now, because once again, she can't be alone, <laughs> but yeah, peaches, it sounds like you're going to be the next tactical Taz. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a tacty, tacty talk. Tacty talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it. Hate it. Find out now. CZ Scorpion, I guess, came out with basically an upgraded Scorpion. Did you have a chance to look at this new gun? I did. And I'm so excited to be able to shoot it. I love the little changes that they've made. Yeah, they actually did a pretty massive upgrade, I got to say. The first major enhancement is it's more ambidextrous, which I think more gun manufacturers need to do. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are left-handed or if nothing else. Yeah. Like, so you're, you know, as an instructor, like I'm sure you run into this all the time, but there's people that are like, they buy a gun and it's weird to me that they buy a handgun without realizing that it's not ambidextrous or meant for people who are left-handed. And then I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, well, how are we going to do this? Do you want to learn the right way or the right way? <laughs> because it's it's just, it's tough. Yeah. So it yes, is. so it's more ambidextrous. The bolt catch and the mag release are on both sides. And the mag release is more like a release that you'd see on an AR. The safety, of course, is still ambi. But with the other changes, it's ideal to use like with your other hand. The forehand now includes M-lock slots for accessories or simply better comfort than the old rails. Um, even if you don't run accessories, the grip's a lot more ergonomic and it has texturing as opposed to how it was. It was like straight and just really smooth. The upper and the lower receiver have a bunch of changes to make it more modular, presumably making it easier to work on as well. Iron sights have been upgraded to aluminum and have four different apertures with the lower one-third co-witness for red dots. And the new micro version has a 4.2-inch cold hammer forged barrel threaded 
uh, half by 28, so there aren't any metric adapters needed, like the first gen Evo. MSRP is $1,299. The only thing is, is I like CZ, so I like, I love their shadow. Oh my gosh, I want that gun so bad. Oh, um, yeah. Their handgun. But the one thing I, I still am like, I have a bad taste in my mouth with CZ, so uh, when Manicor Arms came out with the Scorpion Evo bullpup kit, uh-huh. so you can change a Scorpion carbine into a bullpup uh, with their kit. And so he asked CZ if they would send me their carbine, you know, just to do a review on and I'd send it back. The minute they sent it to me every week, they sent me an invoice. And <laughs> so figure typically when a gun company sends you a gun to review, you have like 90 days. And you don't hear from them for freaking 90 days or they just give you the gun because let's face it, reviews are a pain in the ass. Like it takes time to make the review. You're you're shooting the gun. You, you know, then have to record the video, edit. It's a lot of work that might go into like a five minute video. But anyway, so they send it to me for 90 days. But then what really got under my skin is they just kept invoicing me every freaking week invoice 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 i finally got to the point where i was like i'm just gonna buy the gun because i'm just tired of hearing from you and i ended up buying the gun and i really didn't even want the carbine but now i have it and and it was mostly just because i was like i'm but i will never review another one of their guns i'm just wow that's they nagged you that's it was just so annoying it's rude like it is rude i don't know isn't there like a maybe it was just Oh, and then what's really funny is it got to the point towards the end is they would highlight the total. (laughs) Like it was just, I don't know. It was just weird. Uh, I've never had another company do that. Oh, no, I did actually. Vortex did the same thing when I had one of their optics. And and I didn't even review their optic because it was just like, all right, if you're just going to keep sending me invoices. And then they continue to send me the invoice even after I sent the optic back. I just think, I don't know. I just think it's like... It might be, you know, a system does it and they don't realize, but either way, it's it's something that was overlooked and I don't know. It was just a pain in the ass to constantly get, you know, an invoice in the mail when you're not planning on buying this. You're clearly, you know, agreed on like a 90 day term and then you'd send it back. And yeah, that was my experience yeah, and with you know, And to me, I feel like that just communicates such uh they're, they're not appreciating what you're doing for them, especially yeah. because right now we all know that marketing any firearm is difficult. Mm-hmm. There are, there, it, you can't make ads for it like you can for anything else. And so there, to even send you the firearm for free, you know, looking at MSRP is worth every bit of it because yeah. you're getting so many genuine views. It's good organic reach. And it's like, wow, to nag somebody like that over the thousand bucks, you know, the 1300 bucks for it. It's like, get out of town, you know, get out of town with that because every view is, is beneficial to the company and they're not appreciating what you're doing for them. Mm -hmm. Honestly, well said. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's nuts. All right. Uh, GSM Outdoors. Walkers has a bunch of new products available. The Razor Tacti Grip earmuffs offer now a slip-free silicone headband for a perfect fit. Also, what comes to mind, so when I was reviewing the IWI TS-12, 
it's a bullpup shotgun and I've concluded I don't like bullpup shotguns because then Smith and Wesson came out with one. I tried it and I was just like, man, I'm not a fan. It has so much recoil that there's like a difference between like, oh, it's fun recoil. And it's like, man, it just feels like it's beating me up. <laughs> and both yeah. guys kind of felt like that. But I have this really <laughs> funny video where I'm shooting indoors the TS-12 and I have my ear and eye pro on because I'm shooting indoors. I have the over the head, you know, earmuffs. And it has so much recoil that it's literally making my ear pro and glasses move off my face. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, I think I actually eventually posted it on Instagram because it just made me laugh that it's like the things you don't see on camera, like or on your review in the video, kind of like the bloopers. And so that's what comes to mind when I, when I hear like, oh, slip freeze silicone headband, this would prevent that from happening. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, and then also what's really nice about these is it takes the AAA batteries, which is also really convenient because there's nothing worse than like when your accessory or your pro or any of that takes like some odd battery that like you can't just stop off at like a convenience store and get if it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Best of all, only $79.99. It comes in several different colors. Walker's always offered a lot of cool colors, though. And then they also just released new shooting glasses. They're only $24.99. They come with different lenses and lens colors, and they look really good. So you could also double them as sunglasses. If you go to walkersgameear.com, Use the coupon code GUNFUNNY20, all one word. You're going to get 20% off anything that you order. And that goes with any of the GSM outdoor products. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Today in AF, Elon Musk challenges Putin over Ukraine. Elon Musk is often known to troll leaders on Twitter, especially Democrats that accuse him of not paying taxes after I'm pretty sure he paid like the largest individual tax bill in history. His latest troll of a politician is a bit weirder than usual. Elon previously extended Starlink service and sent equipment to Ukraine to restore communication after the invasion started. On Monday, he tweeted, quote, I hereby challenge Vladimir Putin to single combat. Stakes are Ukraine. Which I saw this and I was like, okay, all right, Elon, I feel like you have too much time on your hand and you're just kind of like looking to entertain yourself. And then he obviously tagged Putin's name and Ukraine spelled in Russian. In a follow-up tweet tagging him, he asked, do you agree to fight? The official account has not responded, but others have. Dmitry Rogozin, hopefully I'm saying that right, he's the chief of Russian space agency Roskosky. Roskoskmos responded with a passage from Russian poet Alexandra Pushkin, and it said, quote, you, little devil, are still young. Compete with me weak. It would only be a waste of time. Overtake my brother first. That was the translation in Russian, which maybe sounds a little bit weird. And then Musk responded, quote, I see you are a tough negotiator. Okay, you can have 10% more pay-per-view money. And then he included an image of Putin riding a bear and Musk with a flamethrower and the caption, choose your fighter. Then the head of Czech Republic called Musk effeminate and said he would be out of his league. He did suggest Musk train with them beforehand, however. And then a Kremlin official responded calling Musk a weakling and little devil. 
and Ukraine's vice prime minister asked Musk to send Putin to Jupiter. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on? Like how that's so funny. Like, honestly, like if there's aliens, you know, like how there's always like the memes, you know, like if aliens right now were like looking at oh, us, yeah. they'd be laughing. Like if we were a sitcom and it's just, yeah. uh, it's wild because, you know, we have like the horrors of what's going on between Russia and Ukraine and then juxtaposed with like, <laughs> you know, this American entrepreneur who's definitely saying more libertarian minded things and getting into it with these like I Russian know, officials. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I know it really is. It really is. Uh, yeah. Never a dull moment. All right. Now it's time for iTunes reviews. There's only one review. So I don't know what's going on because I know you guys are listening. I see the downloads, but like you guys aren't being active and you're not writing your reviews, which kind of makes me sad. But also on the other hand, I'm like, well, I don't have to send out prize packs. So I guess there's that. But, you know, so it saves me some time. But I don't know. I'd really like to hear from you guys, the one and only review. So that automatically makes you a winner because definitely normally I'd have you pick a winner between the two. But D Raven 13, you're undefeated. So it's titled Keeping It Real Five Stars. I've been listening to this podcast for quite a while now and I've been impressed by the real talk between Ava and her guests. Super informative, sometimes poignant, but also educating on some level. Even with all the restoration work and new home construction, Ava has still managed to not turn the podcast into a home fix-it show. Truth be told, I would listen to that as well if she does create one. And I should because I feel like I have all the experience in the world now. (laughs) More than just guns and gear, this podcast keeps you informed of all things that could impact your freedom. Love it. So DRaven13, contact me. Just go to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form and send me a good address to send the prize pack to. And now it's time to wrap up. So guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to all the social media on there. If you enjoy the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. So you can make a one-time donation or monthly donation. We're still doing the giveaway for the Century Arms BFT 47. And that's going to end at the end of the month. It's only for Patreons. So you have to be a patron to enter that. Also, when you're a patron, you get automatically entered into winning a $300 gift certificate for Blown Deadline. And he does amazing Cerakote work. $5 and up patrons get a patron-only patch that will never be for sale. So if you have that patch, you know at one point or you are still a Patreon. Also wanted to thank the $25 patrons, Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, and Melissa Ridings. Also, Sake Holsters, spelled S-A-E-K, holsters. So if you use the code AVA10, you can now get 10% off your order. King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. And Stephanie, I just really appreciate your time. Just everything you do for the gun industry and the community. Really, really appreciate you. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can find the YouTube channel, follow you guys on Instagram, uh, the store website, all that good stuff? Sure. And thanks for having me on. And I just appreciate everything you're doing as well. This was just so fun. You can find us at uh, on Instagram at, at the machine gun nest. You can find me personally at, at machine gun underscore stuff and would love for you to visit our website and shop. Uh, you can see us at www.themachinegunnest.com. All right. Awesome. And we're out of here and I will talk to you guys next week.
Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs> <laughs>